Welcome. Hello and welcome to Vels of Punk, a podcast that looks at the world of punk and metal uh, and everything in between, particularly with an Australian slant on it. Uh, my name is Simon and I do the occasional things, the wall of sound, and just an, I'm an all-round punk and metal nerd in general. And I know it's been a while since my last couple of podcasts. I think those were in about or September or August or so. Uh, yeah, I kind of had to be just kind of put it on on ice for the time being but um at the same time life just got a bit busy and uh but uh i figured you know what 2024 is a perfect time to to restart the podcast and uh get in the habit of doing a bit more of a regular one uh i ended up covering the good thing festival for wall of sand i did a review and uh, i might do a quick recap on it a little bit later on uh but today we might just have a quick wrap of 2023 with my top albums and the shows i went to for the year and just a bit of a look at what might be happening in 2024 because there's a lot going on in the world of uh, rock and metal and punk and all that kind of thing uh but first off let's uh jump into a song i was i was tempted to not do songs i was tempted to sort of cut them out and just do just me talking but i feel like it breaks it up nicely and there's a lot of other podcasts that are doing songs as well and i think if i uh i might chuck the odd uh, overseas artist one here but might just uh, keep it to more Australian artists just give them a bit of a spotlight and we'll do that with our first tune which is from Nerdlinger a band I hope released a new album this year I think we're long overdue for one uh, but this is a single they put out last year this is called Semi Sorry <laughs> Some ways it's peace of mind 
That is Sydney Punk's Nerdlinger with Semi Sorry, and I'm Semi Sorry. I haven't gotten around to seeing those guys live just yet. Hopefully this year. Uh, they did put that one out uh, last year in 2023, uh, and hopefully in 2024 we see a new album from them via P Records. Uh, see what happens there. But we'll get to t- what's going on in 2024 a little bit later. For now, let's go over what's happened in the year of 2023 in the world of punk and metal. I actually did a uh, year in review on Wall of Sound, uh, which you can find at wallofsoundau.com, uh, or just hit up the social media feeds and check it out if you like. I'm going to go off that list, but I, I did think of a few other things to add in after the uh, actual act of writing, which is always often the case. And when you make these kinds of lists, you often forget something and you, you uh, kick yourself afterwards because it, it was actually not too bad. Uh, but I'll just go through my review and add in whatever I missed and uh, no particular order. Uh, but we will start off with uh, probably my album of the year, which was Hanabie from Japan, which... Uh, they started off with the uh, viral video on TikTok, which was for Pardon Me, I Have to Go Now. And uh, yeah, they ended the year on the uh, stages of Good Things Festival in Australia. So that was a real treat to see them live and uh, really enjoyed it. Really good album. The album is Reborn Superstar, which is uh, on Spotify. But if you want a physical copy, you kind of have to get it in from Japan, which is a little bit more expensive, but well worth it if you're a fan of them because, yeah, the album's just really good. I have had it in my car, spinning around for nonstop ever since I got it late in the year. And, uh, yeah, really good album. So that's my album of the year. It was probably a lot of others that have come out over the year that I really like as well, but that one just sort of stands out to me because that's the one I've been playing the most, I guess, and uh, really got to chat with them uh, for an interview late last year, which was a real treat, and I really enjoyed that. And uh, enjoyed their show at uh, Good Things Festival in Sydney, which was just amazing. I think it was the hit of the festival, to be honest, um, outside of uh, Slaughter to Prevail, which I think was the second uh, kind of biggest crowd that, that generated for us for a good thing shows okay next one is baby metal who came out earlier in 2023 with the one really good album really good tour and show that they did in the horden pavilion in sydney in uh it was june actually so yeah halfway through last year i got to see them finally they made their way down to australia for a live performance just on their own they did uh, come down in uh, 2018 i think it was so uh, uh, Good Things Festival and made a sort of a low-key debut there, but this, this show from last year was just pro- really spot-on, really loved it. They unveiled their third member just before they came down, which is uh, Momo Metal, uh, who, uh, yeah, really has been proven to be popular among the fans and, uh, yeah, really good act and uh, always a treat to see them. I can't wait to see what they do next. I hope I don't... Uh, I don't think they'll break up. I keep thinking... Uh, every now and then, you sort of the way that they phrase the kind of the storyline that they've got going around it, you you sort of think, oh shit, that's that's it. They're calling it a day, but then they come out with something else anyway. So uh, we'll see what happens, what they do next. The next album is Foo Fighters, but here we are. Really special album of 2023 in the sense that, of course, it's the first album since uh, Taylor Hawkins died in 2022. And uh, you know what, I I. We all kind of thought, I guess, wasn't really sure if uh, uh, Foo Fighters would continue. I kind of had a bit of an inkling that they would uh, because you look at Dave Grohl and you see whenever you see him on stage, he's just like, it looks like a man who's just doing what he's 
born to do basically so i sort of have a feeling that they would continue uh not sure in what capacity but obviously as a full band we now have uh, josh um josh freese as the drummer uh, who's really stepped up and really fills the shoes very well. Uh, unfortunately, I missed them last year when they came to Australia. Just a little bit, a uh, lot of other things going on and uh, was a bit broke at the same time. Uh, but I really enjoyed the album and uh, can't wait to see what they do next. I'm sure they're going to keep going for a little while longer and uh, we'll see what happens there. Next one is from MXPX, Find A Way Home. A really good album and I've only just been getting into MXPX in the last couple of years, uh, been one of those bands that I sort of missed in the first time in the 90s. I do remember hearing of them when I was first getting into punk rock and sort of uh, meant to check them out but never did and they've just eluded me up until a couple of years ago. Mike Herrera just popped up on my Facebook page. He must have sung for some advertising, I guess, and, and I just was blown away by what I heard and I've been an MXPX fan ever since. Uh, so, yeah, really good album, Find A Way Home. Uh, standout track for me is Cautious Optimistic. Uh, which I might play in a little bit, and uh, yeah, really uh, impressed with that one. And uh, it's the only thing I would say it's expensive to. Uh, I wanted to go. I wanted to order their vinyl or a CD at least. It's just very expensive to get anything shipped from the US to Australia at the moment. I need to look into one of those uh, post boxes that you can get online where you just send a bunch of stuff to a certain address and they just send it to you for one sort of price. Um, but yeah, I might do that at some point. But they have, Mike has hinted at a, a Australian tour in 2024, so hopefully I will get around to the, actually catching them live. I'm looking forward to it. Next up, Friends or Rom with the Cup of Pestilence. I, what can you say? It's Friends or Rom, a really great Australian punk band and uh, really uh, one of my favourite albums for the year. Uh, Instant Coffee probably is one of my favourite tracks out, out of it. Doing it at the Blasting Room again, recording it at the Blasting Room, uh, which uh, I won't hold that against them for not choosing an Australian uh, studio, but because obviously they know what works and uh, you go over to, and the Blasting Room has a bit of a reputation. There's a documentary coming out soon, actually about the blasting room which i'm really keen to check out uh looking forward to that one but yeah um yeah currently i think friends of rom hold the, my personal record as the band i've seen live the most uh and i think i might be seeing them again at some point this year which i don't mind and of course i got to check them out of good things so that was good so yeah friends of rom the cup of pestilence next cab off the rank is polaris with fatalism really Really cool album and uh, really bittersweet album at the same time. Uh, of course, Polaris lost their guitarist, Ryan Sue. Uh, sorry if I got that name wrong. Uh, earlier in 2023, it was a bit of a shock for the uh, music industry, particularly the heavy music industry in Australia. And uh, yeah, it's good to see that they've sort of bounced back a little bit and uh, delivered a fantastic album, and I can't wait to see them on tour at some point. I think I did miss them recently at the tail end of last year, but I, I missed it. Uh, a lot of shows going on in the tail end of last year, and uh, you only could pick and choose a little bit without it hurting your wallet too much. Mud Honey is next with Plastic Eternity, really great album, and I really one of my highlights of 2023 was getting to chat with the uh, Mud Honey bass player Guy Madison, who is an uh, Australian instant. Incidentally, he's, uh, he lived in Seattle for 
uh, quite a while and is back in Australia. Yeah, really good to chat with and got to see Mud Honey finally in a in, uh, factory in Sydney way back. When was that? I think it was about uh, April, May, maybe about then. Um, I'll de- I'll get into my top gigs in a little while, but that was really good. Always have loved Mud Honey, a bit of a grunge head. So yeah, it's, it's always been on my bucket list of uh, gigs to see and glad I got to check that off. Probably the standout track on that one for me is probably the end one actually, Little Dogs, really good video and um, a cool quirky little song. Uh, very much enjoyed that one. So but, yeah, Mud Honey, Plastic Eternity. Unearth is my next favourite album of 2023 with the Wretched, the Ruinous, and I'll get into a, a, the, the gig that I went to way back in uh, January of uh, 2023. Uh, but I've always enjoyed a bit of Unearth. Uh, not, so, uh, I mean, I'm a bit of a metalcore fan, I guess, but um, those guys, kings of metalcore. Uh, I saw them first saw them way back in a, on a Soundwave tour, and just really instantly clicked with them, and have sort of been a casual fan ever since. And uh, this album, The Wretched, the Ruinous, um, yeah. Really good. They're meant to come out in um, 2020, I believe, and I ended up having to delay things because of uh, the world, basically. So, but uh, yeah, it was good to see them come back and really, uh, really good show. Enjoyed it. Uh, next one is, uh, and these were just ones that I just picked out of the air, to be honest. You always get to that point in the year, you're just like, what the hell it came out this year? And it's so hard to remember. And then you do the article. That I did, and then uh, you think of other ones that you wanted to put in. Uh, but I ended up, uh, I did a review for Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen with Mammoth 2. Really good rock record. If you're just after something that's just rock, um, it's that's that's definitely um, ticks all the boxes. He's a really talented kid. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's, I'm not sure if he's my age or if he's in his 30s. I think he's 30 or so. Um, but yeah, he's a really good. Really good musician, and uh, I hope he comes out to Australia soon. We, we might go check that out if he comes out. And number 10, I know I said I wasn't going to do these in order, but I somehow have ended up doing it anyway. Uh, Trident, which is a J-Metal band with Dream Up. Really good, uh, solid album, great act that crosses my path occasionally, and they've got good songs, so I just like them. So that was my top 10 list, and as always, when you do these kinds of lists, like I said, afterwards, you think of one or two or several that you missed and, and you like, oh, that's right, that's, that's the other thing that come out and it, it was probably just as good, if not better, than the ones you put on the list. Uh, so the couple that I, I'm just going to mention here, uh, the Decline Magical Misery Tour, really good compilation of their singles from over the course of the pandemic era. Um and a new song on there as well. That's out by P Records. Really good cover. Uh, and I've got that, managed to get that one on vinyl. Really good. I enjoyed that one. For Bouncing Souls, was 10 stories high. I heard that song early in 2023 and really enjoyed it and managed to have a good hard listen to the whole album on the way home. Uh, on a road trip recently and really enjoy the album overall. It's really good. Uh, some really good punk rock from those guys. Um, yeah, the Bouncy Souls are awesome. So, uh, yeah, 10 stories high, really great album. Next one is, uh, what else have we missed? Uh, Body Jar came out during the year with New Rituals. Uh, I've just started having listened to that album, enjoying what I've heard so far. Really good classic Aussie punk rock. Trashed again, put out some new songs as well. Uh, some really good stuff from Newcastle Punks. And that's all I can think of at the moment. A really big year for, for punk and metal. Lots of tours in the back end. And uh, we'll get into some gig highlights now because uh, that's, uh, I've managed to see about 14 or 15 bands this year, which may sound like not a 
when I say 14 or 15 bands, probably a bit more like 14 or 15 gigs and those were like, you know, more than one band each. So probably all up, probably about all, well, 50 bands maybe all up, which isn't too bad actually. Uh, so yeah, re- really good. Uh, had a great year for getting out to gigs and saw quite a few bands. And let's just go over... Some of my highlights because, uh, yeah, some, saw some really good shows this year. And I will start off with first one I saw from t- in 2023 in January, which was, I think it was called the Borderline Festival, which in- involved Unearth and King Parrot at uh, Sydney's Crowbar. Really great show that was. It really kicked off 2023 well, actually. Uh, Unearth, King Parrot, it was Complexant, I think, as well. Uh, I'm trying to think of whatever one, whatever. There's a couple other bands which are because if divide they divided it up so some of the smaller bands would play in there but smaller there was like a there's Crowbar has like a giant band room and then a bit more of a smaller band corner in their main bar and that's where they put some of the smaller bands anyway. And those sets really kicked ass because well it's not just on the it's on the ground basically. So as opposed to like in the main band room, which is like a stage sort of barrier and then audience, like this was just stage audience. So it made everything level and yeah, really good. Um yeah, a bit more of a crowd interaction, very much a hardcore ish kind of show I guess you could say with a lot of uh, slam dancing and whatnot going on I tend to stay out of all that crap because yeah I'm old uh but yeah really good show uh, and yeah like I said got introduced to Flaming Wreckage which is a really great uh sort of upcoming I guess metal band out of Sydney and uh I do believe they're playing in Newcastle in early February so I might go check them out again uh Norgrim was another band he ascended great uh, that was really good, actually. I ended up picking up a couple of CDs from them and uh, giving those guys a listen. That was they were really impressive. Complexant, uh, King Parrot was. They ended up. I ended up going from never having seen King Parrot in 2023 to just seeing him twice. I saw them at uh, this one in Crowbar and managed to catch them a bit later in the year at Newcastle at the uh, King Street band room, that new new venue up there, which is uh, really good. Uh, probably that, sh- for, for King Parrot anyway, uh, the Newcastle show was a, a little bit better, I guess. Bastardizer, I think I missed those guys because, yeah, I was just out in the uh, main band room just uh, waiting for Unearth to set up. Uh, but, yeah, they, Unearth came in, hit the stage, and was just a great set all over. Uh, so, yeah, really... Um, yeah, really good show overall. And I hope something like that happens again this year because that, that show kind of kicked off 2023 for me and just made it all about music, which was uh, amazing. Okay, so next up, another gig I got to see was up in Newcastle. It was a great punk night earlier in the year with a Wilhelm Scream, which uh, those guys are from America. Uh but they were really well backed up by Knife Hands from Tasmania uh, and The Decline from WA. Finally got to see those guys live. And No Quarter, uh, local guys. Have a bit of a chat with a drummer every now and then on Facebook. Really great bands that I saw and I uh, really enjoyed that. I think I ducked out a little bit earlier with from Wilhelm Scream, but I think it was because I had to work football or something the next day. And so, yeah, that was just a thing that... I had to do, but yeah, really enjoyed what I saw and uh, would definitely go again when we come back out. Another great punk night uh, was later in the year, actually. I got to see Pulley and Weisheimer. Uh, Weisheimer is a local Newcastle band who uh, got back together for the occasion. Uh, a couple of members 
also from Hack for Mainframe, one of my other favourite punk bands from Newcastle. And uh, that was a really good night. Polly, we're also good. Uh, Descendants, I also got to see the Descendants as well in Sydney at the Metro. Uh, I think I reviewed that for Wall Sound, actually, which was a good lucky thing. Uh, really uh, good to tick that band off the bucket list as well. And, yeah, really enjoyed the Descendants. Uh, Bill's, Bill um, Stevenson from uh, the drummer, he's really, <laughs> he's a bit of a character. And Milo, like, uh, yeah, Milo sort of uh, was weird. This weird thing, like, Milo did a bit of chat, but at the end, I, it's, I remember at the end, they sort of just ended, and uh, that, that was it. He just mic'd down and uh, didn't even say really a proper goodbye or anything. I think Bill did. He sort of said, hey, see you guys. But yeah, Milo was sort of like, yep, mic down, I'm done for the night. So yeah, that's. Uh, must be just a thing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's the Descendants. I also could see Everclear here in Gosford in my neck of the woods of all places, which was uh, you know, not too bad, actually. It was a good show. Played some old favourites of mine. I think the, uh, the venue itself is a little bit, yeah, how you going? I think a fight actually broke out towards the end of it. Um, but a- anyway, but that show was not too bad. Magic Dirt came up and played at the Entrance Leagues Club and played the Young and Full of a Devil album in full and I enjoyed that show immensely. The only little thing is there wasn't enough people there. Central Coast didn't really come to the table like they should have, which is a bit bit of a shame, but... um. Yeah, still a good show anyway. The Rad Wimps from Japan, and this was actually my gig of the year. Those guys, they uh, announced their show around about July, I think it was, and I think they even said themselves on stage, actually, that they weren't entirely sure if many people would actually... Uh, come tickets went on sale. It was I think it was initially in Sydney. Anyway, it was at um uh, it was at a venue that was across the road from the Horton Pavilion, which only held like fifteen hundred people or so, and that sold out in record time. And they had to upgrade the venue, and then I managed to get onto a ticket for them, but that also sold out. And uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, they ended up having to add an extra night for Melbourne, which was at the Forum, because the Forum could only fit so many people. But yeah, really, really good show. Uh, if you've heard of Makoto Shinkai and the, the Your Name and, and Weathering With You and all those the, those anime movies, like they kind of like the house band, I guess, for <laughs> Makoto Shinkai uh, films. Kind of like how Something Kate was basically the Channel 10 house band for a period there. But yeah, really good uh, show overall. It's played uh, quite a few uh Good songs, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Now, Baby Metal, I mentioned, he also came out to the Horden Pavilion back in June, and that was really good as well. I, I hope we get a lot more J-Metal and J-Rock bands coming out to Australia. But yeah, that was a good show. Uh, who else did I go see? I ended up in Melbourne. Devon Townsend sold out at the Metro in Sydney. And I was initially going to go, oh, well, I guess I can't see him this year, but then I, I noticed that there was some... Uh, tickets available for for the forum in melbourne and coincidentally i happen to be going down to victoria at the same time so i figured you know what fuck it i'm going to do i'm going to snap up a ticket and go see devon townsend and boy am i glad i did because as always he is amazing uh really good show he played a lot of stuff off of light work a couple of classics from uh, strapping young lad and uh, a couple of other uh, bits and pieces from his uh, ca- entire catalogue. And, of course, he was full of his old trademark comedian humour and it was, a, it was a good night. Really enjoyed it and, uh, yeah, that was, it was fun. Uh, what, who else did I say, see this year? I uh, ended up a uh, couple of shows in Newcastle, different different ones. 
uh, there was a speed metal band. <laughs> it went to a speed metal night. And uh, just so fun, and I saw a band called Striker who were from New Zealand and uh, didn't mind it. There was a couple of support bands that I got into. There was one, uh, Evocatus, and they were really good. Uh, but yeah, Striker was very um, uh, hit and miss, actually. It's sort of one of those bands that like to really ramp up for 80s reverb style uh, vocals, which uh, kind of grates on you after a while if you're not into that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it was all right. It was a good night. Uh, and of course, good things, which we'll get into a little bit later. It's a review. Um, I didn't mind it, actually. It was a good day. Uh, did end up in um, uh, with a little dramatically uh, with a Fallout Boy only getting through three songs and then having to uh, cut their set short because of the uh, storm that was incoming. Uh, but I'll rant about that in a little while. Uh, and that was sort of it. That's, uh, I'm sure there's others that I've went and saw and I've forgotten. Mud Honey, of course, I went and saw those guys. They were really good. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just trying to get out to quite a few uh, shows as much as I possibly could, uh, as much as the old budget would allow, and I did, and I'm quite proud of that. And, uh, yeah, some really good gigs for 2023. So, anyway... That's uh, my little uh, wrap-up for 2023. Uh, thanks for listening to all of that. Oh, you know what? I'll play now. I'm going to go to a song. And uh, I'll play Weisheimer, some, a track from Weisheimer. This is from an album. I think it was from 20, 2007 or so, probably a bit later. Uh, but this is Hatred Breeds. Lady, you can't cheat at bingo. If you could, I would. But you can't. I won because I was lucky. Lucky to wind up in a town full of losers. Turn on my TV, gut-wrenching truth was not confronting me. The sickness in this world is plain to see. We are capable of so much, but somehow we're so out of touch. Is this sickness in you and me? And protest this shit today When you sit in your own Stuck it up watching TV Spare a thought There are those who can never be free There are people who will be seized But a dream All those people whose lives are a nightmare scene It's up to us
That's Newcastle's Weisheimer with Hatred Breeds, uh, now disbanded, but they did get back together last year for a gig with Paulie. Uh, and one of the vocalists from that is from the uh, Hack the Mainframe, another Newcastle punk band. Uh, was really enjoyed that gig. That was really good. Okay, so let's we've done we've done a wrap up of 2023. Now let's look into 2024 and see what is coming up in terms of albums. We'll go with albums first, and then we'll have a look at what shows are happening. Actually, no, we'll we'll, we'll do shows at the moment because that's a shorter list. Uh, so for shows, there's a quite a little bit happening in the, the first half of this year. Uh, locally in where I am, there's a festival happening called Spring Loaded in February, uh, which, uh, is more of a 90s alternative, Australian alternative. Sort of reads like more of a home bake uh, lineup, I guess. If you, if you, anybody you're listening remembers home bake, uh, you'll love this lineup. Is uh, Regurgitator, Jebediah, Magic Dirt, She Had, Frenzel Roman, Caligula. Uh, so I'm hoping to get down to that one. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm big on the 90s Australian alternative band. So I'm sure that will be a great day for all. Uh, Dinosaur Jr. Um, I got into Dinosaur Jr. last year and it went down a rabbit hole and was in that rabbit hole for months with uh, just because I missed uh, Dinosaur Jr. the first time around in the 90s and, and you know, just got into them last year and have been binge listening to them ever since and uh, they're finally making their way, well, finally making their way, I guess, after a, a, the thing... With a, <laughs> I don't like to say the word pandemic too much. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they're coming back down to Australia. They do, they've toured Australia frequently uh, in the past and I sort of have not gone because I've I've sort of forgotten Dinosaur Jr. even existed until recently and then have uh, sort of gone, delved into a rabbit hole and, like I said, ended up uh, with a ticket in my hand to go see them in February at the Metro. Is that for Metro? No, it's at the uh, M More Theatre in Sydney, uh, which is around February 21. And I think Jay Mascus himself is actually doing a solo show because he's doing a solo album this year uh, and he's doing a solo show uh, the night before in Sydney, I think, at least. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Wednesday 13 is uh, Shocker Rocker Wednesday 13. Has pulled together a murder doll show, a great little uh, tribute, I guess, to the uh, thing that was murder dolls, uh, which of course, with Joey Jordison no longer around, is a bit hard to do in the original lineup. So he's making his way down to Australia for a bit more of a uh, well, I guess you could say it's a tribute show, but it's 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 kind of more of a murder doll show because you know it is Wednesday 13 on vocals still so I'm looking forward to that one hopefully we get to see that also coming up in March is Guttermouth's tour they're doing a couple of shows I think there's um, one in Newcastle one in Gosford but they're also doing a the Harbour, one of the Harbour Cruise shows uh, with uh, Mac Pelican in Sydney, which I think I might try and get down to because I, it would be a good little experience to have. Um, they did a, a, a Harbour Cruise Punk show last year with I think it was Lagwagon as headlining and, yeah, went off really well. So uh, looking forward to seeing these guys. And Guttermouth were the first punk band I ever saw live and I've seen them a few times since around the coast in Sydney and I've seen better bands since obviously but they're still a good in terms of for a punk band, they're good. Uh, so, and of course Mac Pelican, um, uh, classic 
Australian punk band. Can't wait to see that. Also on the way down, uh, Blink-182. Sadly, at the same time as Dinosaur Jr. in February, so I won't be going because I can't afford it. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, looking forward to hearing about those shows anyway. No Effects are also doing their final tour as well. They're backed up by Body Jar and Frenzel Rom. Uh, they're playing for Horton in Sydney in around about uh, a week's or so's time. I'm a little tempted to try and pull some strings in the old finances department and try and go uh, see what happens. But again, because I mean, it's the last opportunity to see no effects, I guess. Uh, I did see them back at Good Things uh, in 2022. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I, I remember not being overly impressed. I think it was a bit of a talk fest from Fat Mike. Um, but I think maybe they might be a little bit better in their own sort of bill, I guess. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, who else is coming out? There's Not Fest, of course, happening in March with Pantera, Lamb of God, Disturb, Hailstorm, and King Parrot. Looking forward to that one. Slipknot are playing, so I'm not sure whether Not Fest is the right word for it, but um, I mean, obviously, there's, I think there's been a few uh, Not Fest versions in Japan that haven't seen Slipknot headline uh, so I guess it's not the first thing to happen but uh, yeah, it's one of those rare, sh- rare times where the band Slipknot aren't headlining their own festival so uh, yeah I think Pantera will more than make up for it though uh, so no, I'm, look, I'm going to try and get to that one uh, we'll see what happens but uh, that's all that's all sort of on the calendar I guess I, I think who would I like to see come out in 2024? I think Les and Jake are well overdue for an Australian tour. Um, Bouncing Souls, I would like to see them come out and do a, a show as well. MXPX, uh, as said before, uh, hinting at a tour. Uh, so hopefully we get to see those guys. Maybe we might do a double thing with Goldfinger and Mike pulls double bass duties. Well, I don't know. Let's we'll see what happens there. Uh, Bandmade, rumoured to be in the works for a tour in Australia in 2024. And Nemo Filler, I would like to to see come out. Those are the bands I can think of at the moment who I would like to see come out for a show in 2024. I think it will be a, another big year for touring. Uh, I think we did see a lot of shows stacked up in the tail end of last year and they all seem to do well so I guess uh, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens over the course of a year let's have a look at the album department and see what's coming up for 2024 uh, Green Day our first cab off for Inc with Saviors uh, their first album since uh, I think it was Father of All way back in about 2020 or so uh, Some 41 uh, now said disbanding last year but now going without leaving us one more album which is a double album heaven and hell which uh, covers both uh, their pop punk main side and uh, and their metal side as well which uh, if uh, you haven't seen some 41 live uh, they've got a real uh, metal uh, side to them which is uh, not too bad uh, neck deep uh, another pop punk band with uh, self- putting out a self-titled album I think that's coming around about this month actually in January uh, Dragon Force are coming out in March with Warp Speed Warriors uh, looking forward to that album. Strung Out have been teasing something as well. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Alkaline Trio with Bud, Hair and Eyeballs are coming out in January. Jay Mascus, as I mentioned before, with What We Do Now. Uh, another solo album that's coming out this year. Uh, Mad Caddies, the Scar Punk guys, they were played at... Um, I didn't get to see them, but it was a Scar Punk festival down in Victoria at the tail end of last year. 
uh, but it was a little bit too close to Christmas for me, so I didn't actually get down to go to it. But uh, Mayor Counties were a headlining event, and they did, did pretty well, actually. So, um, yeah, really good. Static X, I'd like to see. They've apparently got a new album in the works without Wayne Static. I don't know how that's going to go, but we'll see what happens. Um, Lesson Jake. I saw on their social feeds that they are teasing, probably not a new album, maybe just a couple of new songs, or maybe it is a new album, but they are teasing if they've been in the studio, so we might see something new from them. Offspring have also penciled in something coming later in the year. We'll see what happens there. Uh, and Goldfinger, I put on the list as well. There's no news of the album, but uh, Never Look Back was their last album in 2020, and uh, you never know, we might see something. I think Mike's a bit busy with MXPX, so it might be a little while yet. A couple of Australian bands I'd like to see come out with an album this year, Spider Bait. It's been a while since we've had a new album for those guys. They did Songs in the Key of J way back in 2022, uh, which was more of a compilation of uh, Janet's uh, written songs um, and yeah, not a bad little compilation, but I'd love to see some new stuff from those guys. 28 Days is another band I'd love to see some new stuff from. I haven't heard anything new from 28 Days for well over 10 years. Uh, they've been touring a little bit. They did a show last year, actually. That's one I forgot to mention. Uh, 28 Days did a show in Crowbar last year. Uh, was, wasn't too bad, actually, so that was all right. Uh, Jebediah, they played at the Good Things Festival, and uh, I... I managed to catch a few of their songs, and as I was walking over to their stage, I heard uh, Kevin, the frontman, mention that they've got a new album on the way in 2024, so looking forward to that. And Grinspoon, the hard-working dogs of Australian rock. Uh, I'd love to see something new from them this year, but we'll see what happens. Uh, it's been a while since they put out a new album, so it might be in the works, might not be, I don't know. And like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, Nerdling, hopefully we hear a new album as well from nerdlinger those guys are really good and one more thing i put on the list just recently is pearl jam are teasing a new album and apparently according to mike mccready it sounds a little bit like their first few albums so i'm kind of excited for that because uh their last couple albums haven't really all been that uh, memorable and in my opinion but um eh, not too bad but not overly great either uh, so hopefully we'll hear something from Pearl Jam this year and they're, of course they're also um, rumoured to be touring Australia at some point this year which would be good uh, so that's the albums that are coming up that I know of in 2024 looking forward to seeing what's coming up in, over this year and we'll, we'll see how it goes um, I think there's some good music coming up this year a good year for music uh, so we'll see what happens there. Let's go on with a song now, and uh, this is from one of my favourite albums of last year. This is MXPX, and this is Cautious Optimistic. Let me tell you something about me now. I'm very wary when I go out. I look both ways six times before I cross the street. I need a meeting just to put shoes on my feet. And I assume the best, but always planning for the very worst I like my numbers odd, my Venmo balance even, and my bad luck reverse I'm a cautious optimistic I'm not convinced, just realistic A cautious optimistic Hope all the best, don't wanna risk it don't wanna risk it 
from Find A Way Home with Cautious Optimistic. Really great video too. So a continuation of one of their uh, fan favourites, which is um, Chick Magnet, I think. Uh, so it's got the same... Um, Yuri, the drummer, plays a character in that one. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a continuation of that one. Good song. Anyway, uh, let's move on to... I'm just going to do a quick little wrap-up of good things festival that was in sydney and brisbane and melbourne at the tail end of 2023 i got the opportunity to review it for wall of sound which you can find that review on wall of sound au.com yeah really good festival overall and i want to stress this it was a really good festival overall even though the ending they can't control the weather i know but i feel like they could control how they handled um getting everybody out and getting letting people know that Fall Out Boy weren't actually coming back like the uh, sign uh, insinuated which I'll get to in a little bit anyway let's go through the bands that I actually saw because uh, I, I was a little nervous because I knew that there'd be some bands that I would miss but I still managed to see quite a few bands and just uh, went back and forth between ones that I really wanted to see and ones that I may not have heard and ones that um, I have heard before. So we will start off with the uh, first band that played was a plot new because uh, PVRS Purvis or Paris, I think it's called. Apparently she was very under the weather for the Melbourne show and yeah, ended up having to pull out. From the Sydney one, I think she ended up playing for Brisbane and was all fine. But uh, plot the plot new kicked things off for... Sydney, and uh, that wasn't too bad. It was American Metalcore. Uh, and yeah, it was okay. I enjoyed it. Stan Atlantic were next, and I really enjoyed that a lot more, actually, uh, being really honest. And just, yeah, really good pop punk uh, start to finish. I think they did have a little bit of a technical difficulty during uh, one song and had to sort of fill in some time, but they sort of got that out of the sorted and out of the road and back on and just really blew it out of the water. Slaughter to Prevail 
was up next, and they drew a really big crowd because they just one of those acts that had a bit of a buzz around them. Uh, because yeah, you've, you've seen a few of their videos online, and just big deathcore um, show. Uh, and there was a really huge crowd for stage four. I, I I sort of walked away from the stage and walked in a little bit more off the back where I could see stage four a bit more broadly and, yeah, very much a big crowd uh, and really good. They, they, the band themselves seemed uh, pretty um, happy with how things went and, uh, yeah, we were pretty surprised at how many, how, the size of the crowd that they had, so really good. Next was, uh, who did I see next? Pennywise, I called them on the way over to, I was because I was walking over from stage four to stage five, which is not right next to each other, uh, so Pennywise were on stage two, I believe, and uh, yeah, really good to uh, see those guys. I could just sort of stand and watch, watch them while they, uh, the Hannah B.A. were setting up. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed that. Hannah B.A. were next. And, yes, really good, um, really good energy. Nice people, by the way, yeah. And um, nice nice girls and really put on a show. And, and I really enjoyed it. Sepultura, I actually managed to catch a little, just a tail end of Sepultura. I went and got something to eat and I, I could hear them playing Roots, Body Roots. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go see that song and be happy with that one. And, yeah, the big riff at the end, which is... Um, yeah, really good. I uh, enjoyed that. Managed to see Corey Taylor on stage. I think it was stage two, one of the main stages. And yeah, that was really good as well. Kind of a mix of um, his solo stuff and um, songs from Stone Sour and Slipknot as well. Um, I think he has sort of mentioned a few times that I can't do Slipknot forever, which is fair enough because it is a very um, intense and, and um, physical kind of thing to do but I do think if he eventually does give away the Slipknot caper I I think he will be he he could essentially be you know how Ozzy Osbourne plays Black Sabbath and as well as his own solo stuff now Um, he could even go into that in future doing Stone Sour and Slipknot songs without sans the rest of the band and he'd be absolutely fine he's a great front man a great showman and, and does some does his own shows really well and I hope that he does uh, continue doing music for uh, Lisa the foreseeable future even if he does eventually give up the Slipknot thing um, but yeah really good uh, set uh, he did play Spongebob Squarepants which was good uh, <laughs> I think everybody was hanging around for that one so yeah I, I, I'm glad that he managed to get get around to play on that uh, the next one who else did I say I saw Bullet for my Valentine which uh, yeah, not really much into them I remember I did see them a few years ago at a Soundwave or, or I think it was actually at uh, Download um, and wasn't too bad then, and, and this time I sort of was like, yeah, not really my thing. So I ended up wandering over and saw uh, Jebediah, which uh, I haven't seen Jebediah since oh, 1998, 1999, which is a long time. Jebediah were really good. Um, Belton have the classics there, I guess, with Leaving Home, Comet and Harpoon, and um, yeah, it's uh, like I said, he's te- we teased a new album coming up, and uh, yeah, uh, Jebediah were good. Uh, went and got some food, and while I was getting some food, uh, saw I Prevail doing their thing. What was the next one? Uh, Boom Crash Opera. Um, they weren't too bad. I, I really got into them, and I think even they said themselves that it was a bit weird how they were stuck in between like a, a, a punk thing, and then and, and I think next was Behemoth. So going on before a black metal band, you got Boom Crash Opera, which is like a triple M band, basically. A bit weird for those guys, but um, yeah, still, well, look, they were good. 
Australian rock all the way. Yeah, next was Behemoth. I saw them back in Download in 2019. It was really good. Then they really did. It's, it's, a, it's a thing you got to see, actually. Um, yeah, black metal is one of those things where you can take it or leave it, but those guys sort of t- have a good way of making it uh, a bit more showy, I guess, a bit more for a, a festival kind of vibe, which is good. Uh, Friends of Rom, I saw the first little bit of Friends of Rom and I, I had to dug out to catch Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, okay, I, I don't mind Limp Biscuit. I still think that uh, the song Hot Dog off of um, Chocolate Starfish, I think Wes has just written like the heaviest riff that you could open an album with until Fred Durst starts uh, singing I and mean, then it, it just loses all momentum because uh, <laughs> I'm not much of a fan of Red Durst. I, I, I've, I don't know what it is. He just he's he's a bit he's a bit much. Um, I did see them back. In, uh, I think it was a Soundwave show way way back, and didn't mind it then. But yeah, this time Fred Durst is very hard to handle, and when he starts uh, rambling, like it just it you are sort of standing there just going, uh, can you just like play something, please, Fred? I sort of made mention on my review that it 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 is sort of uh it's like for catch racing. Um because they opened and closed with um break stuff, which is it's very um I don't it's it's a very weird thing to do. <laughs> it's kinda of like it's almost like they played it at the end because almost because everybody was just looking at them just going, Hey, just do just do the line and just bugger off. Um so yeah, it sort of get got to that state. I like I watched the first couple of songs, then just went back to Friends of Rom and just saw the rest of them and then came back to, to uh, catch Fallout Boy and, and that's where I caught the the last song that was break stuff and you just think it's just you just coming out being wheeled out and saying your trademark thing and then just going away and yeah it, it's a bit weird never mind then so uh, the last one was uh, who else does I saw a bit of spider bait actually um, yeah I managed to catch a bit of spider bait um, but I had to skip out on it uh, after a couple of songs and went and saw Fallout Boy and yeah, uh, Fallout Boy was uh, yeah was started off well, um, but yeah, you can look out uh, of a stage and you look over where C- the Sydney CBD is and uh, lightning and whatnot and thunder and uh, the cl- clouds were starting to the heavens were starting to open up and I thought oh, here we go and sure enough, I finished one song and then a message came on basically saying, oh, can you please, uh, we may have to ask you to evacuate to the nearest shelter or whatever and uh, the, when the storm is all clear, we, we will continue the event, which uh, didn't happen because <laughs> the next thing, um, yeah, halfway through uh, another song, um, it, they've just basically got told to stop and uh, Sydney just basically told to file out and, uh, yeah, the messaging from, because uh, they had a, the message on the side of the main stages and it did sort of insinuate that once the storm sort of passed, we'd carry on with, with the sad. Um, and they also told everyone to not stand under trees in a thunderstorm area and this was a venue that was basically... Uh, 15 minute walk back to Moore Park and that entire 15 minute walk was under trees so it was a bit weird by the time I got back to Moore Park the, the just rain had come down and and 
uh, there was just no way that Fall Out Boy were coming back on stage. I think most of the other people that were got back to Moore Park and just given up and just got in their cars and went. So, yeah, I think I hung around the area a little bit for an hour or so. And uh, eventually, the yeah, you just sort of got the, the vibe, but yeah, it wasn't happening again, and I didn't really expect it to. But I figured I'd just wait for the rain to clear up, and it did a little bit, and I sort of piled in and, and drove home, and uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, so I mean, look, yeah, it was all good overall, but yeah, I just felt like at the end, and and the festival organisers themselves, they, they sort of didn't really say anything about. Hey Sydney, sorry that we had to cut Fall Out Boy short or whatever, or you know we'll make up a um, a show on the Monday or something like that, or the, the following weekend come to this venue and we'll we'll do something there. We just sort of moved on basically, just RIP I guess. Um, so it was a bit, um, yeah, it was a bit a uh, bit ordinary I thought, but uh, overall though I think the festival wasn't too bad. Um, it was a it was a good day. It was just I, I know I understand completely that they can, can't control the weather, but they could have at least been a little bit more uh, clear in their messaging, I guess, and, and not and also not have everybody fall out from one one exit, which is what they did, uh, which is not a, a kind of a good thing to do. But anyway, uh, so that was good things festival, and I yeah like overall I will go again next year, of course. Um, I think it's sort of Become that annual thing I like to do. It has, I guess, in a way, replaced what Soundwave and even the Big Day was for, for more heavier rock fans, and that's fine. Um, I think there needs to be a few more uh, rock festivals in Australia, um, and we're getting out through Knotfest and, and maybe a few others that are on the on the horizon. I'd love to see a punk festival, the kind of uh, in the style of Warped, come to Australia again, and, and maybe even. Uh, just with Australian punk bands, maybe, which is something we would would be really cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, anyway, never mind. So that was a good thing, festival, um, and yeah, really enjoyed it. I will play a Hannah B.A. song. This is Beaver Girl. Sunshine, 
Gal, and that, that wraps up this week's episode of Velza Punk. Thank you very much for w- listening. Uh, sorry it has been a little bit between drinks. I know uh, if you do like what you hear, give us, a, give us a subscribe. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Simon Valentine AU. I am on Twitter, but I tend not to use it too much. It's kind of become uh, a debaucherous and uh, hellscape kind of a place, and I sort of tend to just use it for. I'm sort of made a decision to sort of um, not treat Twitter as seriously as of late uh, until you know certain things get worked out, or until it falls in a heap and collapses and dies permanently. We'll see whichever comes first. So that is all I've got to say today. I will try and make the next episode in the next fortnight or so. Thank you very much for listening and catch you next time.